0: Dear Cheap Astronomy, does NASA have a lunar lander yet? NASA recently announced the long-touted human return to the moon in 2024 will now not happen before 2025. With the not-happen-before wording giving NASA some badly needed flexibility. So does NASA have a lunar lander yet? Well, yes, on paper. As you may have heard, SpaceX has been given the contract to develop the Human Landing System, or HLS, and being SpaceX, it's going to be the Starship HLS. Starship is a SpaceX broad design concept that's being tested for human launches and landings from Earth, and SpaceX proposes modifying that design to create a Starship that can land on the Moon. On paper, this seems a reasonable proposition. If it can land and launch on Earth, it should be able to land and launch on the Moon. In many ways, the Moon is an easier proposition. There's no wind, indeed no atmosphere, and there's less gravity. Of course, in many other ways, the Moon is a vastly more difficult proposition being 384,000 kilometres from any repair shop or ambulance or a proper landing pad, and if anything major goes amiss, having no atmosphere may not be such a good thing after all. But all these are hardly insurmountable challenges, since we have landed on the Moon before. Nonetheless, there will be some very different things about a Starship HLS landing. The current planned Starship HLS will be about 50 metres tall, the length of an Olympic swimming pool. It will have Raptor engines at its base and some oxygen methane thrusters at its midsection, which are intended to manage the last 10 metres or so of the landing so as to avoid the more powerful Raptor engines blasting lunar regolith everywhere. And in keeping with the standard Starship design concept, This lunar lander will land and launch vertically, aided by extendable landing legs at its base. Since the whole bottom of the spacecraft is all fuel tanks and rocket engines, the astronauts up in the nose of the craft will have to step out onto a platform that will then be lowered down the side of the spacecraft to the surface. So that will be one giant winch for humankind. That approach does sound a bit risky since a cable jam could strand the crew but apparently there will be two doors and two egress platforms so there is some redundancy built in and presumably not all the crew would egress at the same time meaning there will always be someone up top to help fix things and to lower a rope if all else fails. While we're talking about the crew, a crew of four are planned for the first landing with at least one being female and one being a person of colour. And if it turns out that the crew is four women of colour, well, that would just be fine. All going well, future missions might carry more crew per landing and more gear, since, at least on paper, the Starship HLS could both land and lift 100 metric tonnes of payload. To get the Starship HLS to the moon, SpaceX plans to launch it from Earth atop one of its Starship launch boosters which like the HLS are planned but not yet built. Once in orbit the HLS will be fueled up by Starship tankers which are also planned but not built and then the HLS will fly uncrewed into lunar orbit awaiting the crew who will arrive in an Orion capsule which will be launched atop one of NASA's giant Space Launch System rockets. The Orion has actually had one test flight, although the Space Launch System rocket is yet to launch anything, even itself. The astronauts are being sent into lunar orbit aboard the Orion so they can return from lunar orbit in the Orion, since the most fuel-efficient way to do the return leg from the Moon is just to point yourself at Earth and fire your boosters, using Earth's gravity to maximise your speed, and then use Earth's atmosphere to break without needing retrofire. So at least this return leg follows the Apollo formula. But landing a 50 metre tall rocket is a very different proposition to what landing the Eagle was back in 1969. The HLS pilot and crew are going to be up the top of a 50-meter rocket as it sets down, and hence the pilot and crew will be somewhat removed from the action and are going to be much more dependent on remote sensors and automated systems than Neil and Buzz were. So, although it might all be possible, the real question to ask is how risky is it? And the best way to answer that question is to do at least one test landing. But that's not currently part of the schedule. So, here at Cheap Astronomy, we think NASA is right that the landing won't be before 2025. It'll be after 2025.